What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? Happy holidays to you. I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. Um, thanks for coming back. Thanks for joining me again for another bonus episode. I'm going to call this the bonus. The bonus episode of After the Snap. And if this is your first time visiting, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show and welcome to the community. Um, we are very glad to have you. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. And this is uh, me recording the promised Christmas episode of After the Snap, but I'm going to give you a disclaimer. I worked today, and when I got off work, I had a massive headache, like the one of the worst kinds of migraines a girl could have, and um, <clears throat> I still feel a little crappy. However, I'm going to get this episode out for you because, um, because I promised a and B because it's it's actually subsiding. I, I told myself that uh, if I sat down for a half an hour and I didn't feel a, a little better that I would just lay down and take a nap and try to get up in the middle of the night and, and work on the episode. And after I sat down for about 20 minutes, my head wasn't banging as bad as it was when I left work. So I said, that's a sign. It's time for me to get up and do it now. And that is why I'm sitting here uh, in the closet recording for you. Got a few, well, the same things that I say to you guys at the beginning of every episode. But if this is your first time, you've never heard me tell you to subscribe, share, rate, and review the show. Subscribe to the show. Especially you that have come here before and, and come back week to week. And I appreciate that. But you might as well go ahead and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, your ratings and reviews on iTunes, uh, or I think it's Apple Podcasts nowadays, is, is very, very important for the growth of the show. It helps to move it up the ranks in iTunes, make it more discoverable. And if you have friends tucked away on your friends list who you are unsure would like the content that we have on after the snap <clears throat> go ahead and share the show because uh maybe somebody else will also like what they hear and join the family and that's what we're all about we're all about uh expanding the show expanding our reach uh growing the community and i i need your help in doing that so i appreciate you where we also may need some help, if you are able, is with Patreon support. If you would like to become a patron of After the Snap and help me uh, upgrade equipment, send me to the movies a couple of times when I go to these movies to kind of drop a review. Um, <clears throat> if you'd like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash after the snap. We have tiers that start as low as $1 a month. And it goes all the way up to 20 bucks per month if you could afford it. But if not, and, and um, $1 a month, it every penny helps. Speaking of every penny helps, if you would like to do a one-time donation to After the Snap, uh, you can go on PayPal. PayPal.me 
slash after the snap and uh one time donations whatever amount you you would like to donate all of it is appreciated and it is be take it will be taken with love if you'd like to send a comment you can uh email me at after the snap at gmail.com you can also give us a phone call that number is uh Yes, yeah, so you can leave us a voicemail at 832-426-3835. So uh, that's for voice messages and uh, your voice messages will be or could be used in a future episode. So I gave you the email address, correct? I gave you the phone number and all of our social media uh, accounts are uh, after the snap on Facebook and you can join the group snap survivors where we communicate and we talk about uh just a little bit of everything i suppose and um that's a real fun group to be a part of and then we also have a uh, twitter snap after and instagram after the snap 2018 so plenty of ways to find us plenty of ways to uh get in contact and give uh give me feedback tell me what you're thinking of the show okay and today by it being christmas eve uh i wanted to go with something christmas themed and i wanted it to be a whole lot of fun i actually wanted to do three separate episodes uh, of a of a cartoonist and i wanted to talk about those three separate episodes but because I am not much fun right now, I'm going to give you one. And I was juggling, which one could I give you? And the one that makes the most sense to me is Christmas with the Joker. It makes the most sense to me because I've said on a number of of occasions how much I love the DC animated universe. I think they do an excellent job. Um, with all of their animated series, I really don't think I've run into a dud yet. And I'm not just, not just the series, their feature length movies for, uh, their animated feature films are great. Speaking of which reign of the Superman is the one that I'm looking forward to next, uh, follows like this, like the sequel to death of the death of Superman. So that is the next big thing. And I believe that's January. It might be January 13th. I'm going to look that up. And uh, if it's not January 13th or around abouts, I will put it in the show notes. So just take a look at the notes and, and see if I had that. That was just a good guess on my part. But yeah, so because of my my love for the DC animated universe, because it's a Christmas, and to me, nothing says Christmas uh, like a Christmas cartoon. It's like I'm reliving my childhood, and this Christmas cartoon is was so funny to me. And I really hope that me this just giving you a review and a synopsis of this uh, cartoon, you you find how funny it is. I don't know how if I can convey it without actually seeing it you know without you actually seeing it but mark hamill voices the joker yeah that mark hamill he voices the joker 
And then uh, Kevin Conroy, of course, voices Batman. And really, that, those two coming uh, after each other, not just Batman and Joker, but Hamill and Conroy, that is actually, it's like poetry. <laughs> I love, love, love to hear the great voice acting uh, from both of these actors. They really do an awesome job at uh, at portraying their characters. And, you know, Mark Hamill, it sounds like he has the, the time of his life while he is voicing Joker. And Kevin Conroy just uh, basically... He's Batman, you know, so you, you've already, if you don't know who Kevin Conroy is, he's the voice of Batman in almost everything animated from DC. And I will say for at least, at least 10 years, I could be wrong, but at least 10 years of, of Kevin Conroy voicing Batman in, uh, animated features, and to the point where I, if I see a cartoon moving its mouth and it's supposed to be Batman, I'm expecting Kevin Conroy's voice. So uh, DC, this is something that, you know, they definitely uh, have to be proud of. Their, their animated universe, the movies, um, Another one that I just watched recently, Thrown to Atlantis. I watched that right before I went to go see Aquaman. Their, their animated features are great. If you don't watch them, but you do like DC movies, you need to go and watch the animated content. It is awesome. And I just feel like I owe it to DC to say something nice because I was a bit hard on Aquaman and I'm not going to just that's I'm not going to rehash that whole conversation because um, I was noticing that in the Facebook group it was becoming like uh, the comments that were going back and forth was everybody talking about what they hated about that movie and I was like you know what let's stop beating the movie up because honestly 86% of audiences love that movie so uh, you know, we are, we have a right to have a dissenting opinion, but there has to be something that is, uh, re that is redeeming about that movie. And I was just like, you know, let's, what did you guys like about the movie? And to be fair, also, I started that episode as I was talking about Aquaman with the things that I really liked the most. And I also ended it by saying that they are, uh, breathing life into the DC extended universe, whether I appreciated or liked the movie uh, 100% or not. So please, I mean, I'm not changing my mind. I said what I said, but know that I am not, uh, I'm, I don't hate DC. I actually like, like I was saying, this DC animated universe is where it's at to me. I've always loved it. And I think, I don't think they could do anything wrong with this DC animated universe. So the episode of Batman, the animated series that I'll be discussing today. <laughs> excuse me. I think you know, I think you can hear now. I think I might be coming down with something. I'm going to finish this up 
And then I'm going to go and nurse myself to health because I feel like crap. I'm sure you're really glad to hear that on Christmas. Now, speaking of which, there are listeners all over the globe. And I am so proud of that. However, um, I do want to say again, thank you for everybody listening. I've got a couple who are a couple of listeners that I know serve uh, in the United States military. And I'm saying thank you for your service. If you're able to be home with your families and, you know, give your, your, your loved ones an extra hug. And if you are not, you can listen to me wax poetic about, uh, about Christmas with the Joker. So I hope that, uh, it feels like you, you're with, you're among friends when you listen to me. Um, and thank you again. And for all the people that are uh, not in the United States who maybe not be rec- recognizing uh, Christmas as a holiday, whatever holiday you observe, happy that. And if it's not a holiday where you are, happy uh, Tuesday. <laughs> happy Tuesday to you. So anyway, um, Christmas with the Joker was the Batman animated series uh, episode. And because I always do Rotten Tomatoes for movies, I'm going to do IMDb for, uh, for TV shows. So the IMDb, that's the Internet Movie Database rating, is 7.1. This show came out in November 1992. So... I can't even blame watching this on my son. My son was born in 94. So I I watched this. I'm pretty sure I watched this when it came out. So, uh, and I, I actually got him to watching it too. But that's neither here nor there. I won't bring my Quinny, my son into it, uh, Quinn. <laughs> I won't bring him into it because he he's, you know, he's grown now. He hasn't, go, he hasn't reverted back to uh, being... Uh, a big kid like I have so I'm sure it's coming he doesn't have a choice I mean his parents are just like big freaking nerds but anyway neither here nor there I'm gonna give you the IMDB synopsis uh, on Christmas Eve Joker broadcast a pirate Christmas special on television uh, Batman and Robin have until midnight to fight their way past Joker's traps hidden all over town and rescue Commissioner Gordon, Harvey Bullock, and some Summer Gleason. Now, if you're a Batman fan, you know who Commissioner Gordon is. You probably know who Harvey Bullock is. Harvey Bullock is that one police officer that hates Batman, like, with a passion. He's always trying to catch him because he doesn't believe in vigilante justice. Summer Gleason, in the animated series, is a, a reporter. She's a recurring character on that show. So like I said, Kevin Conroy voice, voices Batman. Mark Hamill voices the Joker. This episode starts off uh, with us in Arkham Asylum along with the Joker and other prisoners. And they are in the Christmas spirit. They get a tree and they're decorating the tree. And as they're decorating it, they're singing uh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. And then suddenly 
for some stupid reason, they give the star that goes on top of the tree to Joker and Joker gets to uh, put it on top of the tree. Now, mind you, they're not crazy at Arkham Asylum. They have armed guards all over the place uh, waiting on one of these inmates to mess up. But again, we got Joker going to the top of the tree to uh, to put the star on top of the tree. So, yeah, so he puts the star on top of the tree. And as he does, he starts singing Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laid Egg. I wish I could make this up. He he was singing, this is Mark Hamill singing Batman Smells. And the tree turns into a rocket and just explodes all out, all out of Arkham. So he escapes Arkham by riding out on a rocket-powered rocket Christmas tree and just laughing all the way to wherever it is he's headed. In the meantime, we got uh we got Batman and Robin. They are discussing whether they need to uh go out and uh check the streets, patrol the streets of Gotham to see if there's any crime taking place. Uh Robin is certain that there is no crime. It's Christmas Eve. There's no crime going to happen in Gotham City. But Batman is so preoccupied with the fact that he knows that the Joker has escaped from Arkham. So he he just knows something is going to go down because this is Joker. What what is what will be his point of escaping prison if he didn't have some type of diabolical plan? We hear Robin saying that, you know, we don't have to go out tonight. We can just kick back and watch It's a Wonderful Life. And, and Bruce, or, or I'm sorry, Batman, is like, well, no, no, we, we're gonna, we need to go out and patrol the streets. So Robin says, well, hey, if we patrol the streets, then, and nothing is going on, can we just come back then and, and watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life? And, and Batman agrees, uh, reluctantly. He agrees that if there's nothing going on on the streets, they can come back and watch It's a Wonderful Life. So, yeah, so Robin, of course, he's like, you know, Joker's not going to do anything on Christmas Eve because even scum spends the holiday with their families. And Batman says he has no family. And that's where Batman might be wrong. But we'll we'll revisit that thought. So now they're they're out patrolling the city and you see nothing but holiday cheer, festive behavior people in the christmas spirit donating to to the uh santa claus with the bell salvation army santa claus uh people ice skating there's a jazz trombonist out on the street playing comfort and joy it's just it it's a beautiful scenery of gotham finally batman thinks he sees something so he's 100% sure that this guy that's running up behind this older lady is running up on her because he wants to rob her. And Batman, before he even knows that he's jumping into action, but before he can intervene in this situation, he finds out that the, the gentleman was running up on this older lady because she dropped a package a couple of blocks back 
and he was trying to give it back to her and she responded with a great big old kiss and thank you merry christmas so batman standing there with egg on his face and robin said now fine you, you see nothing is going on can we go watch it's a wonderful life and batman says uh well actually batman says nothing he just swings away on one of his little uh ropes basically robin looks at him and says you know he this guy could give scrooge a run for his money so he's he's thinking that B batman is just being a bah humbug scrooge when in all actuality batman just has that feeling that joker is on the loose somewhere so something is gonna go down tonight and next we find ourselves back at wayne manor bruce wayne is still thinking to himself we should have just we should have checked one more time around the city and dick grayson the robin character is like uh oh you we did enough you know can we just watch of course it's a wonderful life and he said you're gonna love the movie because bruce wayne has never seen it's a wonderful life his one big question is it's not relentlessly cheerful is it he doesn't want to see this cheery happy christmas movie and when dick tells him well no it's actually about how much one man can change a city then he's kind of on board bruce wayne is like okay I, this is a movie i can get behind because it reminds him of him they're sitting in the home theater of bruce wayne and it's him and, and his good friend dick grayson dick grayson has the remote control and he is trying to get the tv on the channel to watch it's a wonderful life but there's like something wrong because every channel they turn to has the same show on so he even though he's like it's wrong channel it's the wrong channel he, he had the right channel basically what's going on is the joker has hijacked a satellite so he is being broadcast on every channel and then what we get we get this picture of this beautiful fireplace and it has merry christmas and a wreath over the fireplace and then the camera is panning up from the bottom of uh from the floor to the to the top you know so we get the, the view of uh a person leaning against the fireplace with these purple slacks all and this uh red sweater with a green ascot but when we get to the top, it's Joker up to about he is like really GQ chilling against this uh fireplace. And it was just like it's the funniest thing in the world to me. I really wish that you were sitting right here watching this because it's hilarious how chill Joker looks in this in this scene, in this one little moment. So our next scene is uh Joker telling what that did basically I got you. I hope you watch it, Batman, because I'm doing this all for you. And we then see a giant tank with a like Santa Claus kind of looks like one of those parade type uh, Santa Clauses sitting on top of a tank, just running stuff over all through Gotham, just out on the streets, just wreaking freaking havoc all over Gotham. And uh, people, of course, are running in terror and at this point we know that batman was right so while this is playing out i'm going to imagine that they're sliding down the bat pole and getting into their costumes because uh 
we watch this Santa Claus uh, rocket again, another rocket rocket off the top of this tank blow up in the sky and the fireworks and the stuff from the, from the, uh, the explosion makes a Joker's face. And it says Christmas with the Joker. And now Joker is making it very well known that he is about to create a lot of problems in Gotham on Christmas Eve. And, uh, Batman and Robin are now suiting up. So again, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm watching it right now just to make sure I don't miss anything in this uh, beginning segment. So yeah, so now we we uh we have a one of those kind of stereotypical host voices announce the Joker and he comes coming in, he's getting pulled in a sleigh across the stage by some reindeer. And he jumps out of the uh, sleigh to uh, rousing applause. And you know that it's like uh, it's like piped in applause because when you look out at what would be the audience, it is cutouts of people from Gotham City that are prominent. And right front and center is is a cutout of uh, Batman and Robin. If you could see this, you would fall out of your chair. Or if you're like me, you'll fall out of your chair laughing at how incredibly stupid this is, but how mindlessly funny it is. So while Joker is spreading his Christmas jeer, uh, Batman and Robin are trying to triangulate the signal from uh, looking for power surges to find out where his signal is his broadcast signal is coming from and they figure that's where they'll find the joker so they have narrowed it down to a mountain in gotham city and they are about to spring into action in the meantime gotham is i mean i'm sorry joker is uh basically telling uh what the stakes are to his uh his his broadcast so he's saying that he has uh he has got himself a family for for Christmas and they're called the lawful awful and the lawful awful family consists of commissioner Gordon who is the basically the police uh commissioner for Gotham City Harvey Bullock who is a lead detective for the Gotham PD and Summer Gleason who is a popular anchor woman on the Gotham City News, or she's a re- a, a reporter and an anchor woman. They he he's hijacked them. He's basically hostage made hostages of these three and has them dressed up like his father, Papa Lawful, Mama Lawful, and Baby Lawful. And the baby is Harvey Bullock. And if you remember Harvey Bullock from the cartoons, he's a big old burly guy. But Joker's got him dressed up as a baby, and uh, so yeah, that. Now, Joker is letting him know the stakes. He's telling him that you have until midnight to find this family because I don't want them. So he basically was like, these relatives are a bore. I don't want them. They can be your family, Batman, if you can find them by midnight. If you don't find them by midnight, I'm going to kill them. So now Batman and Robin hopping in the Batmobile headed to this mountain. And they know because Batman says it's never easy with Joker. So he knows that nine times out of 10, he's going to get to this mountain and he is not going to find Joker, but he has to check there because that's where the signal is originating. 
before Batman and Robin can make it to their destination, Joker has decided to show the, the monkey wrench that he is throwing into their program. And that monkey wrench is basically, he's going to blow up a bridge and there's a train, 1130 train into Gotham headed on that track. And he's going to blow up a part of the track so that the train basically crashes. And, uh, we learned that Summer Gleason's mother is on that train and Joker says, well, that's great. That'll make it even more funny when it crashes. So she's, of course, she's crying. She's all broke up because she thinks she's about to lose her mother on this train. And of course, Batman and Robin cannot allow that to happen. So again, they uh, go off course to stop the train crash. So Joker's uh, TV show cuts to his two henchmen, Donner and Blitzen, and uh, they're about to blow up the bridge. And uh, <laughs> Joker tells them to sing a Merry Christmas jingle. And of course, they break out with Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laid an Egg. So Batman and Robin catch up with the train. And then Batman tells uh, Robin to uncouple the passenger cars. He goes to get the engineer. And there's no doubt that we knew that they would be successful in uh, uncoupling these cars and getting the people saved. It's just amazing to me that Robin just knows how to, to unhook the, tr the, the back end of the train from the engine, from the uh, engineer cars. So that was, and he knows how to use the emergency brake to stop the the back end of the train from going. So now we got Batman and he is on top of this train and he is uh, trying to get to the engineer before the train goes off the tracks and he snatches him out of the, the, the uh, conductor spot of the train and he was successful. He saved the, the uh, conductor. And of course, those conductor cars go over the the uh, bridge and uh, blow up. So if he wouldn't have gotten there when he did, everybody on that train would have died. Speaking of died, Joker just blows up his uh, imaginary audience because he is so mad that Batman was successful at, at getting his train uh, off the track. They go into the uh, observatory now, Batman and Robin, that's on that mountain so that they can hopefully find uh, Joker there. And of course they don't. But what they do find is a big, big old present. And it says uh, Merry Christmas on there. And out of the box, this big gift box that was waiting there for Batman and Robin is a like a ugly joker jack-in-the-box and it just hops out and uh lets them know that they've been set up that joker basically knew they would be there and what joker has done now is hijacked the telescope so instead of a telescope at the top of this observatory there is a cannon <laughs> and every time they move uh the cannon takes a shot at batman and robin so now they're under attack by uh a automatic cannon and i'm guessing that it is like a heat seeking cannon and every time they move the cannon takes a shot the cannon is a very bad shot 
However, you know, we, we excuse this because this is a cartoon. So we know that Batman cannot be shot. Not, not now, anyway. So Joker is pretty darn sure that this, this cannon is going to kill Batman. And so that he tells uh, the watchers, the audience at home, that you guys are in for a special treat. Uh, you basically get to witness the death of Batman. And then the gun starts shooting. Batman, Robin running. Oh, oh. You know, they're not screaming like little girls. But, like, I'm pretty sure on the inside they're screaming like little girls. Because this, this, what can you do with an automatic cannon? In the meantime, you got Joker saying silly stuff like, when you care enough to send the very blast. And I thought that was hilarious. Like, he... He is sitting here watching Batman and Robin running away from this rogue cannon and he still got jokes. So the big plan that Batman comes up with to escape this uh, this cannon is to split up and he's going to draw the fire of the cannon by continuing to run around. He wants Robin to go inside the observatory and uh, figure out what's controlling the cannon. And, uh, of course, Robin, being good sidekick, he heads for the inside of the observatory to uh, to see if he can stop the cannon. So, Batman running around, drawing the fire of the, uh, the cannon, and the cannon inadvertently shoots the satellite down, to which uh, Joker says, Oh, I'm sorry, we're having technical difficulties, but we're still on the air. And the cannon has basically went even further out of control and now it's just firing on random Gotham citizens because of course they're on a mountain so when Batman is out of uh, range the heat from his body is no longer where this cannon can detect it now it starts shooting it at people on the streets of Gotham so this is even more exciting for Joker. He's like, I guess he's feeling like at this point, this is better than I even anticipated. This is more than I wanted or ever dreamed. It's a Christmas miracle. Meanwhile, inside the observatory, Robin has to get past, I want to say it looks like six or seven uh, replica Jokers. And these replica Jokers have automatic guns for fingertips. So, if he tries to run through the middle they're just all firing at him at the same time so now robin has to get past these replicas to stop this cannon from uh wreaking total havoc on gotham city so robin uh successfully gets past these replicas by uh moving or evading them to the point where they end up shooting each other and the last one, there was one more standing, and uh, he went behind the control for the cannon, and the last Joker shot that remote control. So now that the the whole thing is blown up, this uh this explosion goes off, the cannon stops, and now we're wondering if the boy Wonder is going to get out of the observatory alive. He was in there when it exploded. But of course, we know this wouldn't be a happy Christmas special if Robin dies. So we know he he survived. With both of our heroes safe, we head back to the Batmobile where um, 
Batman doesn't have a clue what he's going to do next. They're no closer to fighting Joker's hideout. So they are basically at Joker's whim. They kind of have to, uh, yeah, they kind of have to wait for his next move before they can figure out where he is hiding and how they can save the commissioner Harvey and Summer. So back, uh, at the sound stage where Joker is, he's got Mommy Lawful uh, set up to open a gift because it's currently ten minutes to midnight, so it's, it's looking real bad. And even even Batman says it's gonna take a miracle for the hostages uh, to be saved at this point. Um, Mommy Lawful, of course, she's not wanting to cooperate, but she has to cooperate because her life is in the Joker's hands and. Uh, She's sitting at this gift and she opens it up and they pull out the ugliest doll. I mean, this doll, it looks like, uh, it looks remarkably like Betty Boop, except it has like this huge Joker smile. It's an ugly doll. But anyway, that proved to be Joker's mistake. <coughs> but Joker didn't know is that this doll was only made at one toy factory, the LAFCO Toy Factory. And because uh, Bruce Wayne is an avid doll collector, he recognized this doll and knew exactly where to head to uh, to see where they could have actually recovered one of these uh, dolls that is no longer being manufactured. The LAFCO, LAFCO Toy Factory has been closed for some time so you know now and it's in on right on the outskirts of gotham city so batman knows where to head and not with a minute to lose he is headed for the lafco toy factory toy factory to save the hostages oh it's something i missed the first time around i said this doll looks remarkably like betty boop and her name is betty blooper and she's a wind-up toy and she walks when you wind her up, she just starts walking. And what Joker is using her to do is to wreak havoc on a replica that he has set up of Gotham City. So he just wound wound her up, let her go, and she just starts tearing up this this replica of Gotham City that he has set up on the table. Not knowing that the uh, Cape Crusader and his sidekick are on their way to getting his behind so yeah maybe joker did know that they were on their way because he's like standing on a like a balcony waiting for the ass he's like standing there like and he is maniacally laughing when they enter the uh the the toy factory and uh batman tells robin look sharp and robin and he are on high alert and in the meantime Joker is over here at an old school phonograph about to start playing some Christmas music, the Nutcracker. So he's throwing on some uh, mood music for Batman and Robin. Joker then activates some uh, giant toy soldiers and they are attacking Batman and Robin with, uh, you know, toy soldiers have like those, I forgot what kind of guns they're called, muskets or something. And they have that, um, like a bayonet at the end of their musket. So, yeah, they, they are starting to attack Batman and Robin. But Batman and Robin make easy work of them. They, like, uh, start swinging off of, you know, 
of course robin he was a trapeze artist uh with his family the the grayson family uh in the circus prior to his family's death so we see him using some of what he knows uh from from that time of his life swinging off of uh off of uh fixtures in the toy factory and kicking the heads off of these toy soldiers and uh batman of course does the same and those toy soldiers got dispatched real easy but it's not over because joker releases a bunch of uh toy planes that are firing at them basically and uh batman finds a bat <laughs> you already know where this is going batman finds a bat and as these planes attack he is just knocking them things out the park with this bat and of course robin says they don't call him batman for nothing the last obstacle that batman and robin have to get past uh before they get to the where the hostages are being held are donner and blitzen again donner and blitzen the hitch the same henchman who blew up the uh rail, the bridge is now back and this time they don't have uh bombs they have machine guns and they are firing at batman and robin and batman yells out snipers but you can clearly see these guys so they're not snipers but it's okay because you can make mistakes when you're being shot at it's fine batman you you just run run for your life so to escape this latest uh latest trap that the joker has laid out for them batman goes by a bunch of gigantic teddy bears i can't even imagine for the life of me why anybody would need a teddy bear that's like eight feet tall and about i say about five feet wide but there are a gang of them at the lafco toy factory i guess maybe that's part of the reason why they went out of business but that's neither here nor there he creates a diversion with his cape so he takes his cape off and drapes it over these teddy bears and it looks like the teddy bear is him so they're firing at the teddy bear and of course it's not him batman has shed his cape and now it's riddled with bullet holes but this teddy bear falls off of this top shelf in the factory and lands on donner and blitzen and that's basically pinning them down and as they try to get from up under this big bear it's saying i love you very much and i'm thinking like they're struggling this is two adult men trapped under a stuffed bear even though i've told you how big this bear was but they can't get out and i, I just want to know how heavy what is this bear stuffed with because again lafco toy factory was not creating toys for children if this bear was that heavy there's no way but i di i digress let's go on batman and robin uh meet back up and batman is warning robin right off top keep your eyes open for the joker and then he's saying this i'm looking at his cape and i'm like that cape don't have not one bullet hole in it i don't know how he repaired that cape by the time he met up with 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 uh robin but that is telling you that the batman is prepared for everything 
And he, uh, even though he wasn't prepared for Joker to basically just expose himself. So what we have now is a big pot of what looks like lava and the hostages are hanging by a rope over the uh, lava pot. And Joker is standing at one end, the end that's tied down to the floor uh, of the rope. He's standing at that end with a pair of scissors. Now, I have never had anybody suspended over a lava pot before in my life. But I would imagine there's three of these people. So I would imagine that this rope has to be kind of heavy. So I don't know what the heck joker plans on doing with these scissors i don't know how long he thinks he's gonna have to stand there and chop at this rope with these scissors but again i digress so here we we have batman and robin facing joker and joker's got a pair of scissors in one hand and a gift a wrapped gift in the other and he's like come and get your present batman or the kitties get it so he's basically saying, I'm going to kill these these people. I'm going to chop this rope with this pair of, I don't know what kind of scissors these are, but I'm going to cut this rope if you don't come over here and get this gift. Now, Batman is between a rock and a hard spot. Because Joker has the scissors. At any time, he can cut the rope. And he starts to advance to to get the gift. And I'm thinking to myself, no, Batman, don't. And Robin says, no, Batman, don't. But then I'm looking at the gift box. So Joker now has thrown this gift box to Batman, tells him to open it. I'm looking at the gift box and it is wrapped in Batman wrapping paper. And way to way to uh, promote your products, DC. I see you. I see you, WB. You guys... You put that in there and now all these little kitties who watched this back in 1992 just had to have Batman gift wrap and pretty sure you can find that at your local Walmart. So Batman being the brave soul that he is against my wishes and Robin's wishes, he's telling them, be, he says, be easy, be easy. And he all starts to open this box and he opens one side of it. And he opens the other side of it and then he flips the top and a goddamn pie. <laughs> a goddamn pie. I'm sorry about the language. I tried to make it today without saying one. But this pie came out and just hit him in the face. So Joker did all of this. You got these people suspended for their life hanging over a pot of freaking lava so you can hit Batman in the face with a pie. And he is like dying laughing. He is dying laughing. And after Batman wipes all of this whipped cream off his face, <laughs> he charges at Joker. So he stood there and waited for him to get all the cream. He laughed until all this cream was off Joker's face. I mean, off of Batman's face. And then Batman starts to charge at Joker and Joker cuts the doggone rope with these scissors. And a, I was still, I was trying to find out just if I could see what is the brand name on this pair of scissors that cut through this rope like it was nothing. So now Batman has to halt 
halt his attack on Joker because he needs to leap into action very quickly to save the uh, awful, lawful family. And like he swings into action and he uses his body to knock them out of the air from over the pot. So now they hit the ground. He tells Robin to take care of them and he's back after uh, Joker. And he catches up to him and he grabs him by the arms. But Joker's got all the extra blazer with extra hands coming out of the bottom of the blazer. So when Joker, I mean, when Batman catches him and is like trying to hold him, Joker wriggles out of this extra jacket like he just knew that this scenario, this very scenario was going to happen. And he takes off up a ladder and he says, run, run fast as you can. You won't catch me. I'm the Joker man, not the gingerbread man, but the Joker man. But as he's running in the Lafco toy factory, this is another reason these, these people are out of business. They're unsafe because as he's running in this toy factory, his foot catches a random skate that's just sitting in the middle of the floor and his foot catches the skate. He skates on it for a hot second and then he tumbles over a rail and the rail that he tumbles over happens to be directly over the pot of lava. So now he could be falling to his death. Batman could be rid of the Joker. What a Christmas gift that would have been for him. But no, Batman having the higher mental or moral compass that he does, he saves Joker. He grabs him by the leg and does not let him hit the lava. And as he's holding him over this hot pot of lava, he says, Merry Christmas, Joker. And Joker says, Bah humbug. Our next scene shows Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson chilling in Wayne Manor, sitting in the home theater, and the end is on the big screen in front of them. And uh, Alfred comes in and lets us know that, hey, Commissioner Gordon had a recording of uh, <coughs> of It's an Incredible Life, and he allowed them to use it and thus... Batman finally got to see the movie It's a Wonderful Life and Robin says it is a wonderful life and Batman says it has its moments. The episode ends with us hearing Joker singing Deck the Halls and he's saying Don we now are gay apparel and his gay apparel just happens to be a straight jacket. He is back in Arkham Asylum with a straight jacket on and, and basically a padded room. But I'm guessing that everything was worth it for him. He got to throw that pie. Well, he didn't get to manually do it, but he got to see a pie thrown in Batman's face. And if you're the Joker, that's got to be like one of the biggest highlights of your life. So I'm guessing it was a pretty good Christmas for him, even though he's back in Arkham and that ladies and gentlemen wraps up Christmas with the Joker I'm inviting you to uh, come back in in regular episode with me on Friday for uh, the Avengers we're going to 
continue our watch party and we are at the Avengers and how exciting is that we are at the first team up I can't wait <clears throat> and also uh the last episode I said I had no gossip rumors or any of that news none, none of that for uh in the game and I said I can't promise that the next episode that I won't have anything for Endgame. And guess what I do? It is really old news. I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, that the Russos have confirmed that this movie has not been really cut for time. It is really possibly checking in at three hours long. So uh, be prepared. Wear a diaper. Um bring extra money bring blankets uh bring a, a second meal because we will be in the movies for for like three hours and some change i'm sure uh if you come in in time to uh to watch the previews and he also said you know they don't like giving out spoilers they're not trying to give out spoilers they they want that cliffhanger to uh to keep us talking up until end game but the question that they would answer to the interviewer who uh who was had their had their ear for a moment was uh they the, the interviewer asked should we bring uh tissue will we need tissues and uh anthony russo said i will be bringing some of from when i watch it and uh he knows better than anybody else if there's going to be something that will make us cry. So that's something to think about, you know, buy your little uh, purse packs of Kleenex because we might be needing them. He also said something else. And, you know, we have to take everything that the Russo brothers say with a grain of salt. But they also said that uh, that uh, Thanos is retired. He did what he was supposed to do. He said what he said, and he did what he did, and he's retired. He's through. I don't believe that for a second. I hope you don't either, especially since they showed him, even briefly, they showed him in the trailer. So if he was not coming back, if he was not factoring into this whole thing in any kind of way, why would they need to uh, to show us a battered Thanos with this glove, or I'm sorry, gauntlet, with this gauntlet? pretty much seared to his hand um just something to think about i'm not gonna hold you i know it's christmas and uh you guys got food to eat and gifts to open and all that good stuff and i'm going to let you to it thank you for joining me for this special christmas eve episode of after the snap i really hope you enjoyed my my telling of the joker oh, i'm sorry with christmas with the joker and uh this was <clears throat> this was fun to do i'm going to uh go try to nurse myself back to health so that i will be 100 percent for you on friday until then thank you thank you thank you for your uh support and have a very 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 merry christmas and i will catch all of you all of you on the flip.